Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Do you ever worry that God has given up on you, that he's finally had enough and is ready to kick you in the curb? It's like God is thinking, oh my goodness, there he goes again. Haven't I told him often enough to do those things, not to do other things? What am I going to do with this one? Yeah, how could God put up with a supposed Christian as lousy as I am? So I wonder if I'm going to make it with God all the way to the end. Or maybe you think God has forgotten about you. I mean, look at the troubles you're having. You don't have enough money. Your income is going down. Your expenses are going up. Your health, well, it's one thing after another. Your life is a mess. Some of the people closest to you have deserted you. And you think, maybe God has deserted me too. He doesn't seem to care. Nothing is changing for the better. I mean, come on. This is how we feel. We look at the troubles in our life. Where is God in all this? Why isn't he doing something about it? And we feel the pangs of conscience in our heart. What kind of a Christian am I? How can God accept me? And we feel distant from God, separated from him. We wonder and we worry. So it is to people like us that our epistle reading today especially speaks in Romans 8, verses 28 to 39. It speaks to Christians who are wondering, and worrying whether God still loves us. St. Paul today declares that God's love for us is inseparable. Inseparable. Nothing, Paul writes, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sometimes we lose sight of that. We see our circumstances and we see our struggles. We see our sins and we feel like God is far away and our debt is insurmountable. Like his love might be there for some people, for the good Christians, but surely not for me. I'm not good enough. My life doesn't seem to be improving. I guess God doesn't care, at least not for me. The people Paul is writing to, that's the Romans, the Christians in Rome in the first century, they would need to know that God's love for them was inseparable because very soon troubles would be raining down upon their head. Persecution was brewing, and within not too many years, it would break out big time. The Roman Emperor Nero would use Christians as his scapegoat, as his whipping boy to blame, blame for things. Nero enjoyed tying Christians to posts in his garden and lighting them up at night for human torches. St. Paul himself would be imprisoned by Nero and executed for the faith. When the early Christians were facing this kind of hostility and violence and persecution, you can see how they might think that they've fallen for a big hoax, that there's no God who loves them like they were told, that this fellow Jesus, whom they had never seen, was he worth dying for? On the other hand, though, when you are convinced that God's love is utterly inseparable from you, that Christ Jesus really did die and rise for you and your forgiveness your sins, and now is watching out for you 
so that nothing can take your eternal salvation from you, well, that changes things, doesn't it? Surely does. So Paul says here in our text from Romans 8, what is it that convinces us that God's love is inseparable? It's the gospel, the good news of what God has done for us in Christ. The gospel word has the power within itself to convince us of its truth. This word gives certainty to our hearts. And so this is what Paul writes. We know that for those who love God, all things work to good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So if you are the image of his Son, he has planned that out from eternity. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. We love God because he first loved us, so John writes. God loved us from before the foundation of the world. He planned for our salvation, and God's plan was to send his own Son into the world to be our Savior. This he did in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus accomplishes, accomplished everything that we need to, put, to be put right with God. Christ died on the cross to take the punishment we deserve as sinners. And Jesus endured the ultimate separation from God when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus experienced that forsakenness so that you would never have to. But having suffered, Jesus then shouted, It's finished. It's complete. And it is. No more separation. God is reconciled. We have peace with God on account of Christ. And God has called you to faith in this Jesus. The Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel. He's enlightened you with his gifts. And in holy baptism, God claimed you as his child and gave you the gift of saving faith. God put his name on you. You belong to him. Is he going to give up on you now? No way. You've been called and you've been justified. For Christ's sake, God declares you not guilty, righteous in his eyes. And because you have been justified, you will also be glorified. God will raise us up to live with him forever in glorified bodies, in a restored creation with all the saints of all times and places. It's as good as done. You have God's word on it. You have God's son on it. Paul has more to say to us on this. What then shall we say to these things? In other words, what other excuses are you going to try to look up or try to think up that come between you and God? If God is for us, who can be against us? Name one thing, Paul's saying, that you think can come between us and God, between you and God. Because God did not spare his son, Paul writes, but gave him up for us. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charges against you? Is it God who justifies? Yes. Then who is it to condemn? He has no power. There is no power. This is what Paul is saying. Nobody has the power to condemn if God has justified you. Nobody has the power to take you from his hand if he holds you there. 
Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who's at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. God's love is inseparable. Are you getting the message? God will not condemn you. Even if other people are against you, God never is. The proof of this is in the cross of Christ. If God did that much for you, the biggest job of all, saving you from your sins and giving you eternal life, will he not also take care of you and watch out for you from day to day? Yes, of course he will. Hold on to that when all of your circumstances look grim and bleak. When you think that, oh, this is it. Something's coming between me and God. God has not given up on you or abandoned you. In fact, Jesus, your ascended Lord, right now is interceding for you, praying for you, making sure that you will not fail or fall. Life can be grim. And we Christians will face a host of troubles in the world. Some will we bring on ourselves and some are thrust upon us. Some just come from living in a sin-damaged world. This life is truly a veil of tears. We feel it daily, and Paul recognizes this reality. But amid all this, he has a word that will reassure us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, Paul writes, in all these things, we are made more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, or, and Paul does not say this, anything that you can think of, Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians or Wokeness or BLM or right-wing extremists, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. No law that prohibits worship will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. No law that demands that we accept the social mores of the people today that are being put into law will separate us from the love of Christ. Inseparable. That's it. Nothing can, se nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ. Take that list of woes, Take that list of fears and expand it if you like. Health problems, financial problems, family problems, bad diagnosis, loss of job, breakup of a marriage, children who've abandoned you, you yourself not living up to what you had hoped. The list could go on and on. Swimming upstream in our own post-Christian culture. Media, education, government, all turning against the church, the great falling away from the faith in the church in our society. This is what we are experiencing in our day. It could cause us to lose hope. Where is God? Has he gone on vacation? He seems so far away, but God wants us to know that his love for us is inseparable. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is the proof of that. Take heart, take hold of that promise. For God is holding on to you, and he will never let you go. Amen. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, 
please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.